millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Bonjour and welcome back to the Charles and Barney Barney Podcast. <laughs> for fucking Barney Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. we're doing hard pivot. We're only going to do Barney episodes uh, from here on out. Today's episode... DJ, or TJ, what was he really called? And who did steal the cookies from the cookie jar? <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the Talking Blarney podcast. My name is Stuart McNamara, and I'm here with my co-host, Father Robert Cross. Hello, my son. <laughs> <laughs> I started that, Rob. Rob Cross here again. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, Rob, we've had uh, quite an interesting week here in Ireland with yeah. uh, Storm Ellen. We, we had a storm. Um, which we actually got off fairly all right this time. It, compared to the last big storm that hit here, it, it wasn't too bad in terms of trees down. There's a bit of flooding. Yeah, it was where a bit we are. Yeah, lots of people for where I work anyway who got in hours late trying to yeah. navigate the country roads with trees all over. Yeah, it it it. I, I, the last time there was a really big storm around where I live here, um, we had a lot more trees down, but because they had been blown down the last time, they weren't able to blow down this time. Which I suppose is. A win in a way. Yeah. Well, the road wasn't blocked off this time, so there's only one road into my estate, really. So the last time it got blocked for a few hours, but now it's fine. Good. <laughs> so we'll start off with our segment, Uniquely Irish, mm-hmm. which today we're going to be talking about Radio Tenefiche Éireann, or RTE, which is the Irish Broadcasting Company, it, I suppose. Yeah, it, it's uh, Radio Tenefiche Éireann, Radio Television Ireland in, in English. Now, it, it it's our state broadcaster. So yeah. it's kind of like the BBC yeah, in, in, in the UK. the Irish version of it, um, but worse. Yeah, so they do, like the BBC, they do radio and they do television. So they started off originally as a, as a radio broadcaster because we didn't get television until 1962 in this country, which I suppose is comparatively quite late compared to a lot of other countries. Yeah, it would be, but considering the kind of stuff that we see in movies from this podcast, mm-hmm. we know that... It took us a while to catch up to the rest of the world. It did. It was, you know, it's kind of interesting. There was a lot of debates in the 1950s in this country, and even before that, going back to the 40s, where, you know, the government were very reluctant about bringing in television because they thought, oh, there'd be... Corruption of the masses. That's basically what it was. The Catholic Church were very opposed to it, actually, because they, they, there was a lot of censorship still in, in the country after World War Two or the emergency, rather, at the time. Um, so, like, they were literally pulling out, like, if you if you wanted to get um, certain newspapers in from the United Kingdom or something like that, like the, the, the Times or whatever, they had to, like, rip out any pages that had anything to do with, you know, contraception or oh, yeah, talking about abortion or homosexuality the, wasn't allowed. The obvious... The Similarity would be to, is it Cinema Paradiso, where the priest has to watch the movie beforehand, yeah. and any time he puts up his hand, they have to cut a scene because it's smarter, filter, that's, something that that's they didn't ex- want. That's exactly it. I mean, we, we had a censorship board, which later became kind of the film classification board in the 90s. Oh, it was originally, long, long time ago now. Yeah, it, it, interesting, but... Um, it was originally called the Board on Evil Literature, and it was literally, <laughs> which which was the original title in, in the nineteen twenties. Up Isn't until nineteen eighty four as well. <laughs> yeah, it was it was called that. It was basically run by the church, and like they just go to the the, the minister post and telegraph was the minister of communications at the time, and they'd go, yeah, we object to this now. There's there was there's filth in this film now. There's stuff like that, and they'd cut it out. So there's a lot of films that were actually banned here for a very long time, even up until like the late nineties. I think like the Evil Dead was banned here yeah. a, a lot of a lot of zombie films were they were they were illegal to to to, to i think even own i'm, I'm not too sure yeah but, well, look i mean who would want to be watching all of that but scary terrible stuff so the rte was set up originally for you know the radio uh, now you could pick up radio broadcasts from the uk and around the world as i'm sure people are aware of and this kind of went on for a while so it was the very first kind of oh a bit of irish music being played and you had like your original kind of broadcast on it It was a very big thing and in 1962 they finally decided well we better we better move to television and rte was uh rte1 was born well just rte at the time there's only one channel 
Yeah, if you didn't know what one was. Yeah, and like they, if you lived up in Dublin, you you would be kind of lucky enough to maybe pick up like the BBC signals. Yeah, if to you were a couple kind of, of places close yeah. to the coast, I suppose. Yeah, but it was it was a very big thing to do, and it it it, it was like the first television channel we had here, and it was still ended with like the um the prayer at the end of the day. And oh yeah, of course, and one of the Angelus and yeah, the, like the, for non. Catholic listeners, I suppose, or Christian listeners, the Angelus is like a series of bells that I, I think it's mostly a Catholic thing. Um, yeah, I could not say. I'm not 100% on that sure uh, my, myself, but it's, it's like a 12 o'clock and 6 o'clock every day. So the, the RTE evening news is the 6 1 news because it starts at a minute past 6 because at 6 o'clock the Angelus play. Yeah, and they, and they literally. And to cut this to, day, they still they cut play to, the Angelus. They cut to like, it's, it's, it's actually quite. It's become like this kind of cultural joke, collective yeah, joke. Yeah, the weird kind of clips that they show. It's it's they, it's just like the sound of these angels like ringing for a minute and it just cuts to like people around the country just like looking up into the sky kind of knowingly in a sense. Now there's an idea for a for a power hour. If you cut 60 minutes of Oh Angelus, my god. That seems that <laughs> so, seems sacrilegious. <laughs> so you, you're going completely mad because it's 60 minutes of just the same bells going off. <laughs> but at the same time you must like just the, the weird stuff going on in the background yeah. shot hilarious so we, we we currently have there's two or main rte channels um yeah. there's rte one and two they do kind of everything from like the news they, they, they have the late late show which is the kind of main chat show talk show and not it, one of the first it was it the it's, first? it's not the first but it's the longest continually running chat show in in the world like yeah. 62 up and i think about 62 up until present day um gabe Byrne was the very long time host but he did it almost from the very beginning until he retired in 1999 he only died yeah, that last year god rest him he was like the nation's on, he, on him he was like the pioneer of a lot of things that he was yeah. really pushed the country forward from that kind of stunted very religious we didn't want to hear about these things didn't he talk about like contraceptive he and did stuff on the it, show there was a lot of never been done before there were a lot of controversial things on because the late show used to be back in the 60s it would just be like and now we're going to have our successful actor coming over from england oh <gasps> and then and then like and then and, fa- and father o'dwyer will be on to give an old prayer and then we've got paddy and his trad band are going to play us a bit of music give us a bit of music there paddy and that that's kind of what it would be, but it, it became a bigger thing because they were, they've started talking about these things like contraception, like yeah. women's rights, uh, abortion was a very big issue as well, and it, it was really there were some very important things on it in terms of um, politically in this country because you know Padraig Flynn, who was a, a European commissioner and a former politician in this country, he basically destroyed his career in one interview on that by talking about well I only get one hundred and forty thousand pounds a year and I run three houses you know in one yeah. in, one in Dublin one in May and one in Brussels and he just destroyed his credibility and yeah this is yeah you know, one hundred forty thousand a long time ago in so pounds probably in be the about 90s. a million. Oh, that, well, probably three hundred to four hundred thousand. I'd say yeah. in euros, or don't tell me what that that is in dollars. Now, and wasn't it like the uh, first appearance of Boyzone or one of them? Boyzone had their first appearance before, on there before they even had a song and they, had an extra member. They were just dancing, and, just a bunch of lads with like their shirts off dancing. And Gabe, just his reactions are priceless. It's on YouTube if you want to yeah, see it. it there, there's a lot Hilarious. of there's a lot of there's a, there's a great bit as well where he has. Um, all of these kind of youth subcultures from the eighties on, so he has like yeah. Gats on, mods, rockers, and he, he has like he has like you know Cure heads, like you know Robert Smith from the Cure. He literally has this guy with like the, the makeup on and the full the full mad hair, no, and he's really. going, "It's just well, thank you, Gabe. Well, I wouldn't wear this my hair like this down to breakfast. I did especially for you." And he goes, "Oh, thank you very much for doing right. that." <laughs> We've uh, gone into a tangent on the, the late, late show. Well, I think it's 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 worth saying that oh, of course the the the, the 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 most viewed show in. Ireland every single year, barring this year because we had a massive outbreak, um, was the Late Late Toy Show, yeah. and it, it it is a uniquely kind of Irish thing. I suppose appro- appropriately for for this. Pack it up. We've done it. He said it. We have um, to go home now. <laughs> um, and it's you know they do a Late Late Show. They, they they it's kind of sponsored in a sense because like it's oh these are like the latest toys yeah, this year. It's, it's a bunch of kids, and then you have the host of the Late Late Show, and he comes on. And they kind of showcase the toys. The kids have had time to play with them and they know a bit about them and stuff. And they tend to do kind of like, I don't know how you'd say it, just kind of surprise things for certain kids. Like, they, like they've like they done, like, um, bring on celebra- like footballers yeah, and celebrities celebrity like that. Or, that or kind of they did or... one year, they got um, two kids on to talk about a book and they didn't realise their father had, they'd flown back the father who was off in the peace peacekeeping yeah. in, like, the Lebanon or something. Um, so they do lovely stuff like that. And it's surprising that it hasn't kind of taken off in other places. Yeah, you'd, you'd imagine that a TV episode that is literally just highlighting toys would be ripe for 
the likes of the American audience. It is, but it, it's just such a... I don't know, it, it, it's this culturally significant thing because yeah. it, like, even when we're obviously... But in a certain sense, beyond beyond the the age of playing with toys, yeah, depending well, on the toy, depending on the toy, I think, <laughs> I think like Le- Lego was timeless. I think it's fair to say and things like that. But um, you know, you still kind of watch it out of a certain nostalgia, and we all, and like you always remember these moments from when you were younger, when you you always like, I, oh, I applied to get on. Hopefully, I'll be on boys, yeah. you know, and certain uh, certain things that happened and like you know, remember Dustin the turkey who's a, a puppet who I'm sorry we'll discuss oh, yeah, in we'll a separate have, he'll have his own would always make an appearance and there'd always be like you know you get a child on who just would be like they'd have like the little three year olds on doing like the little push things and they'd be crying and running after their mother and then you'd have some kid on who's just like is just hilarious yeah and it was, he, it was he, always he, good he acts like an old man who just kind of knows how I, to talk yeah but anyway so with the RTE they Operate on a TV license, same as the BBC. How, uh, but unlike the BBC, they do do ads as well. They, it, yeah. It's commercial. It's funded by the government through a TV license, so it's indirect taxation. But they they do ads as well and get ad revenue through that. And they're they're in trouble again. They're they're losing money still. I mean, well, it, I mean, the problem. I, I wonder how. It is a lot of reruns of of other shows. Yeah, you, know, you get like. Even today, Big Bang Theory and stuff like that would be... They do... The, the original shows they do do is, like, you've got, obviously, The Late Late Show, which is a talk show. You have Fair City, which is our, like, soap opera uh, yeah, in a series in Ireland. Coronation Street or... It's sim- uh, similar to that. And um, the news as well is quite good because they do... They, because they're a state broadcaster, they do the news in English, Irish, yeah. and also with uh, sign language. Yeah, completely unbiased. Well, yeah, people, for the most part. People make accusations that they're a little biased towards the government. I... Mm, like it wouldn't surprise you maybe but as in rather than having private interests it it, at least a few degrees more unbiased than if it were completely absolutely privately run and I I I think as well the if you were to ask me what the the best show RTE does is it's another kind of thing that I I don't think really works maybe outside of this it's called reeling in the years oh yeah and like this is I think the best if, if you want to show someone Ireland was like in a certain year this is the show to do oh, it. It's, every year. It's just, like, they do from, like, 1960 up until, like, present year. I mean, the 2021 is probably going to be, like, two hours long. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's, just half, it's just half an hour, no no narration, no talking heads, no cutaways. It's just, here's what happened in this year. They show, like, video clips of, like, oh, there was this election, this tragedy yeah, happened. text underneath. Text underneath, and they put on the music that was coming out at the time. And it's such a fascinating show. I, I think it's it, it's just such a... It, it just shows you what Ireland was like at the time. You really get a feel for it. And they even put in like random box pops at the end where it's just like talking to me, like walking around Dublin in the 60s. Yeah. Like, we don't know about, uh, you know, Best Roy's in Grafton Street. That's not going to last. No. Kind, kind of thing. But it, I think it's the best show RT you've ever done. And it's... Probably, yeah. It, I mean, yeah. that is kind of RT's problem is that they don't have a lot of original content. No. And when they do, it's often not great at times. I and think it's fair to say. with that... When Irish people come along with ideas for original content, they tend to go to the UK to make it. Yeah. Which is the perfect segue... To get into Father Ted. To get Ted. Into see, see what I did there, Rob? The first perfect segue. <laughs> We've done it. So, Father Ted is the story of three priests living on Craggy Island. A fictional island. <laughs> um, and just the, the, the hijinks, I suppose, that they get up to living yeah. on the island and trying to keep themselves sane... It's it's kind of it's a very Irish kind of premise that it's about a bunch of priests and it's like on an island and it's a small rural thing. But yeah. it had like this was made by Irish people, largely filmed in Ireland, but the external bits were anyway, and sold to kind of the UK. Like Channel Four made this, yeah. RT never made this. They passed on this, which is ludicrous. But it's become adopted completely by Ireland. I think this is the most culture, one of the most culturally significant things to happen to Ireland in the late 90s. Yeah, I mean, it's a perfect snapshot of how Irish people are. Uh, it only ran for three seasons, which is what they intended. And it's just perfect, tight, tightly made. Like, watching through it again, the first two episodes, it was just like a joke a minute. Yeah. Everything was funny. Everything was good. They highlighted kind of aspects of Irish society uh, and how Irish people act. And it was just great. So the director was were a uh, director writer, I suppose I should really say. Well, Declan Lowley uh, directed all the episodes, right. but the, yeah, the d- director, the writers and producers, I think. Yeah, is what I, you I, mean. I think I probably just left in director in my notes. Yeah, but uh, so the writers 
were David Lenehan and uh, Arthur Matthews. Graham Lenehan, I think you mean. I'm just going to cut all of this out. <laughs> I, I have right. clearly gone mad. So Graham Lenehan, uh, I was probably trying to just distance uh, us from we what have, David, uh, Graham Lenehan we, has actually done. Yeah. Graham Lenehan, uh, who's done other things like the IT crowd. Yep. And Arthur Matthews, who's done Brass Eye and Toast of London, which I absolutely They're adore. very good. I love Brass Matt, Eye Matt as well. Matt Berry is a hilarious person. And just the, the way he acts is fantastic. Uh, so then we have the stars. So we obviously have Father Ted himself, Dermot Morgan, mm-hmm. uh, who's actually in a movie called Taffin, which wasn't on my radar, but now it is for one of us to do in the future. Uh, it's actually got Pierce Brosnan in it. Yeah. it, it I suppose it, Dermot Morgan was a, he was a comedian. And yeah, he, really, he was mostly just a comedian. He, he, was, he was. He was never really an actor. He did like a few things for RTE back in the 80s, kind of comedy shows with kind of sketches, and they, they never really kind of took off too much. But he, he was very much in demand as like, a, he was like one of the very first kind of big kind of comedians in Ireland that would yeah. kind of play against the hierarchy. And it, one of the first kind of characters that really took off for him was called Father Trendy. He was like kind of this cool Catholic priest back in the 80s. And he used to, you should look him up on YouTube, but it, it, it might be kind of what got him the role as Father Ted. But Father Trendy was rather different from this because he'd go around going, we need to be a little less Morecambe and a little more wise. <laughs> God. Because we need to be a little less yeah. Laurel and a little more hardy in our religious beliefs. Jesus. But uh, yeah, I suppose when it comes to comedians in Ireland, there is a problem where there's... Not a lot of room for them, so a lot of them do go to the states and mostly to the UK. I'll, I'll, when we get to the the, the next actor, I'll, I'll actually talk a bit more about that because yeah. I, I have some experience with that. But yeah. I, I think as well, just to say about Dermot Morgan, um, what kind of really propelled him to fame in this country was doing Scrap Saturday on the radio, which was him kind of doing like this radio show where he pretended to be the Taoiseach at the time, our Prime Minister Charlie Hawhey, and he'd, he'd, he kind of made these characteristics about him that kind of became kind of accepted in popular culture, same with like Bertie Ahern, it was subsequently Taoiseach and Albert Reynolds and everything else. He, he kind of just, his impressions and characteristics for them kind of came accepted into popular uh, yeah, kind of culture really, and that really uh, took him up. It also uh, used to. It's where he started uh, working with uh, Pauline McLean, who we'll, we'll talk about in a second. Another yeah. one of the actresses here. So that really was an impact. Uh, I can remember listening to that repeat of that in the car when I was quite younger, because unfortunately, uh, Derek Morgan did pass away uh, not too long after they, sh- they finished shooting the series. Yeah, it was actually, a very untimely death. But in the role, he was absolutely fantastic. He's perfect. I mean, he really gets that kind of pompous-ish, but also hard done by hmm. and just struggling to keep everything together with the other two lunatics that he has to live with. It's, it is, and I, I think it's, 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 a, it's a shame that he, he died so young of a heart attack and, you know, didn't get a chance to really retire and like live the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah, just to, to see how long into the future Father Ted would still be a, a cultural artifact that everyone loves. This is this is very much it's but it's part of Irish culture yeah, I mean, at this they point. They would do Ted Fest every year. Out, out in uh, the one of the islands. We'll talk about locations and stuff in a moment here, but I, I think it is worth saying that I think if Dermot Morgan were still alive today, he'd be on kind of this cultural kind of position in the country that you, you might see, see it for like maybe kind of, you know, Parkinson in the UK or Stephen Fry almost or I, I can't try and try and think in America maybe like um, John Stewart maybe that yeah, that, that kind of high tier kind of comedian maybe hasn't done anything too recently but has like this unassailable kind of position of just being so well liked and everything yeah so then we have Father Dougal Maguire played by Ardell O'Hanlon <laughs> who's been in Doctor Who, who was a cat person in that, I believe. He was. <laughs> and I uh, was also in some show Death in Paradise. It just came up on his IMDb. I hadn't really Yeah, he it. did. There's another kind of more cult uh, TV series he did called My Hero, where he plays a superhero. Um, it was out, out in Channel 4, I think, in about the early 2000s. It was, I think, what he did basically after Father Ted, because he was, I think, quite typecast in in, in this kind sure, of I mean, lovable... Yeah, he, was, he was mostly a comedian as well, though, so I think he was happy to kind of go back to that he was. for a while. I, I, I find Ardell Hannon is quite interesting. Firstly, his father was actually a, quite a successful politician his father was Keon Gorda the speaker of our uh, parliament and was involved in Fianna Fáil politics for a, a very long time but one of the, the kind of important things about Ardell Haddon I'd like to kind of discuss when we were talking about comedians in Ireland yeah he was involved in setting up the very first regular comedy performance centre in Dublin it's, it's in the International Bar which is one of my favourite bars in Dublin and they have the comedy cellar down there and they also have the, the comedy venue upstairs and it was the first regular Irish comedy 
uh, event that would take place weekly. So people like Ardell O'Hanlon, Darrow Brian, uh, Des Bishop, uh, plenty of other people cut their teeth here and got into it. Now it's such a large thing. And I, I actually perform, I perform stand-up there myself, but I, I mostly do poetry there. They do that as well. The but funniest it, form of stand-up. The funniest form of stand-up. It works for some people too. <laughs> but uh, so I, I think to, I think it's not worth overstating the impact that Ardlo Hanlon has had to a lot of up-and-coming comedians who really get their first experience here. Um, he, he certainly played a large part in that. And from Father Ted, a lot of people get their ideas and first decide to go into comedy in this. So, I don't think you can really understate how much of an impact they had in the comedy scene in Ireland. It's a lot bigger than I think a lot of people would give them credit for. Yeah, the next one we have, of course, is Father Jack, played by Frank Kelly, who's in the likes of Taffin and Evelyn. Which might be relevant. Might be relevant very later on. Yeah. But yeah, just fantastic. I mean, the, the weird thing about Frank Kelly is... When you start watching the show before having seen him as an actual person yeah. rather than him acting, you get that, like, he's just this disgusting priest drinking all the time. He's, like, crusty and, he's like, puss in his ears and stuff. And then you hear him speak, and when he's all, like, cleaned up and, and acting like he normally uh, is, it's just uh, more than a 180 it's crazy. It's, it's kind of worth saying Frank Kelly was an actual actor. He wasn't a comedian. Yeah. So I suppose it, it, it's kind of a different level and he could just seamlessly get into this character. But um, he does an outstanding job as Father Jack playing this like drunk, lecherous priest. And But I'd met Frank Kelly in person before uh, more than once and he was such a nice, warm person. Like He's just like this Irish granddad. Yeah. Uh, he's also passed away quite recently. He did get to a fine old age, but he's... Um, such a sweet old man. I, I think some people would know him from Wonderly Wagon was kind of an Irish children's TV show back in the, the 80s, I think, where there was a, a magical traveller's wagon and there was a do talking dog. I've seen bits of it growing up, Stu. I don't think you have. I don't know what you've been something. smoking, Rob, but whatever you it, say. It sure is. But he, he was in a couple of other nice films as well. He, he's... Um, He's in the very opening shot of the original Italian job. Uh, it was one of his very first acting roles. Oh. Actually, he's, a, he's one of the other prisoners. Oh, right. But yeah, I think... <laughs> I don't think it would be hard for me to say that Father Jack is probably most people's favourite character. Yeah. Just, just because of how the, the comedy that they can get out of this strange character. Like, he sits there and he shouts, drink all the time. Yeah. They, they, like, we'll talk about it later on, but they drink him using bottles of whiskey and stuff. And it's just always hilarious. I, I, I like his character development in the show. We're only doing the first two episodes now, but like in, in later bits, you, you see him develop out of it and even like get sober and like the yeah. horrific effects that has. And you see bits of his past and it's it, it's quite interesting. But I, I think he's, he's. Um, I remember being in primary school shortly after this came out and Pete were getting in trouble in school for like, oh, why are you saying like feck and drink and arse yeah. and all that? And, you know, it was just because he was just the most quotable character at the time. Oh yeah, easily. Uh, last but not least then, we have Mrs. Doyle. Played by Pauline McLean. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, she's uh, not too appreciative of the role anymore. I think yeah. she got the same as the rest of them. She kind of got stuck with that role. And she's been kind of trying to get out of it for a while. She was actually in Angela's Ashes. Yeah. And for Andy, some reason, Andy. Transformers The Last Night. Yeah, I, I was surprised by that, to be honest. Because I, I know she was also in the, the UK version of Shameless as well. She did a very good job in that. Yeah. And there's a... There's a really good film I'd like to talk about called Gippo, and it's where she stars in it, and it's she's kind of dealing with uh, gypsies, Roma people, I think is the correct term to use right. in the the UK, and she gives a stellar performance. I gotta highly recommend that film if you're into quite niche films about dealing with issues in British and Irish society around prejudice. It's a very good film, an outstanding performance. Just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, so like she kind of plays the the housekeeper for the three priests. And she's obsessed with making them tea. Yep. Tea which, fatter. Uh, which is just, it, it is a very Irish thing. Yeah. To, to be constantly offered a cup of tea when you're in the house and being forced upon you. Like, if you say no, the answer is, ah, you will. Ah, go, go on, go on, go on, go on. Which obviously becomes a meme from this, but it's, like, she plays it so well. Uh, it's just another fantastic performance, really. Yeah, and like Pauline was actually quite young when this was shot. They they, they made her up to yeah. look older. So I mean, and I and I think she just kind of sold it very well. And there's some wonderful episodes where you kind of see her 
her interest outside of this and it's very much kind of an Irish nana kind of thing. Yeah. Definitely. Although although she is like it's it's kind of implied her husband died and she kind of just went in to look after the priest after that. It is kind of an Irish thing, I suppose, in a yeah. sense. So I suppose we'll get right into episode one, which is Good Luck, Father Ted. Mm-hmm. Uh like from the beginning of the episode it's just fantastic i mean obviously we're going to be incredibly biased because we love this yeah but like just the intro itself with the music and the 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 helicopter shots that they had so i mean like, as i said the intro is fantastic it kind of everyone in ireland knows that theme tune yeah and it's just like it instantly gets you into the mindset. Oh, Father Ted is on. What I what I quite like is that it, it's it's actually written by Neil Hannon, who's a proper musician from the Divine Comedy, and he's right. also in the Duckworth Lewis Method, which is a cricket pop band, which is a more niche thing. He this is it's part of a real song. It's called Songs of Love, and there's like a, a bit in the middle that has like the Father Ted theme song, it just like takes a break. But this was actually the the second song that they picked for. The show, he, he, there's another track on the album Casanova he did called Woman of the World, which was apparently supposed to be the original theme song. All oh, right. And I, 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 I remember hearing this and like, I'm a fan of the Divine Comedy, listening back to these two songs and I like, can kind of see it working, but it's it's a very different kind of um, vibe, but it's it's a, yeah. it's a good song anyway. No, I mean, like what, what they have is absolutely perfect. It kind of, the way the instruments are played, it almost gives that kind of like... Hard to describe, but like the the, music, the instruments are almost kind of like breaking down, or it has that kind of yeah. It it it's which just sets the tone for the show where things aren't perfect. Yeah, we'll we'll try and play a clip of it uh, here. Definitely, that's gonna happen. <laughs> Says the guy who doesn't have to do any of the fucking editing. He's like, oh yeah, he just throws that on me right there without a well, I'll do without it without a nod. I'll, I'll do it then, Stu. <laughs> Fine, I'll edit this episode. <laughs> we'll see. So uh, then I will get on to the set itself, which, once again, fantastic. The locations that they have are absolutely beautiful. Real places in Ireland. The Father's Head House is still there. I think there's a tea room there now that you can book into. There is. It, the, it, it, it's out, out up past Ballyvaughan. It's actually not too far from um, Milton Malbay, which we reviewed from our, our, our constantly uh, reference review, The Yank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, just... All of the beautiful locations that they use, and then the internal set of the house itself mm. is fantastic. It looks like an old Irish house. I mean, our grandparents would have had houses with just like so decorated with as many things Catholic and Jesus and mm. Mary and everything. Just it had to be all over the place, yeah. and it's just done so perfectly. Um, like it is a, a, a parochial as in the, the priests live there for their, their yeah. parish and I suppose the concept is that Ted is the parish priest Dougal is his curate basically a younger priest who's just come out of the seminary he's kind of being trained up getting a bit of experience and then Jack is kind of the would have been the parish priest but now he's kind of retiring sort of a thing yeah, so I mean, it's well, not an uncommon yeah, setting like you get this kind of perfect snapshot of the three kind of levels of priests that you do kind of see in Ireland Yeah, you have the very young priests who are kind of you know, well, less, oh, everything's lovely. Less so now, I think. Of course, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of young priests who are kind of like, oh, everything's great and fantastic in Arlo Hanlon. And then you have Father Ted, who's kind of like, he's been doing it a while. He's a little bit tired of it. He's got... He he's, probably didn't want to get into it in the first place. No, he's kind of thinks he's too smart for it, but keeps getting caught out. And he, you know, yeah, there's he, some, some questions. Kind of black at like... Financial he, irregularities. <laughs> Black and like where he's smart enough to make a plan, but stupid enough that it never pans out for him. Yeah, yeah. And then Father Jack then is kind of like, he's been do he did it his whole life, and he's just kind of gone off the deep end, and he's drinking and smoking, and he doesn't give a crap anymore about anything. Yeah. Um, and wonderfully, the thing about the, how gleeful Mrs. Joyle is at, uh, Mrs. Doyle is at every uh, occurrence, every time she just comes in saying, tease, Father, she seems just like her old happy, happy yeah, world. because she's making her miserable cups of tea. Yeah, she likes the misery like, too. Just, just like from the outset, you really just get a sense of these characters. Just even, as I said, from a set point of view, like you have uh, Father Jack sitting in the corner. Like you can see that there are like bottles everywhere, and like the, the chair is like the filthy. chair is rotten. Like there, there's mold on the on the wallpaper behind him. You just you see it straight away, and then you have Ted. I think he's reading a paper or something. Mm -hmm. And then Dougal comes in with the shaving cream all over his face. That and was it, very it just, funny. It sets everything up. Instantly, you know who these characters are because you can see what what they're like from what they're doing, and he's like, 
Oh, I didn't even re- uh, I didn't I, even shave this morning. I just wiping it yeah. off. It's just brilliant. I, it's everything from like the the written comedy is there. There's physical comedy. There's visual comedy. It it just combines everything perfectly. Yeah, I mean, like, look, we're not going to do any spoiler-free stuff for this. We you can't. haven't seen us. Yeah, you, ha- you have to watch us, and uh, we're just. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm going to go through it. I mean, everything is great. The the moment where Dougal looks out the window... And it's like a hurricane clip, and he's like, "Looks like rain, Ted. Looks like rain." And it's like, "For fuck's sake, just brilliant." That's Ireland. I I use that quote regularly. You yeah. know, it, it's just like there's so many. I think like for Irish people of our generation, the two things we quote the most would definitely be Father Ted and the Simpsons. And oh yeah, uh, this is like we. I would use lines from this show constantly. Yeah, I mean, before memes were a thing, these were are Irish memes and they themselves have become almost cliched in Irish culture like if you were to say like down with this sort of thing careful now yeah. or looks like Ray and Ted or nuns nuns reverse reverse it's just there's so great in culture the spider baby <laughs> it's everything about it just constant jokes that just keep getting better and elevating the show and also jokes that help you learn more about the characters at the same time and, I, and the island itself. I think in the, the opening scene, you kind of get the characteristics of the four of them. The oh, yeah, main characters instantly. instantly, like Dougal's a lovable idiot. Ted is kind of like he's scheming from the very start. He's like trying to make them think that, oh, I'm the only priest on the island. Yeah, so one or team. Jack's an alcoholic who's quite angry. And then Mrs. Doyle is just, you know, happy to give everyone a cup of tea. Yeah. And like you just, they even drop in things about the island itself, like you know, nuclear waste dump, and the cliffs were closed yeah, because of erosion, which is very, which is very Irish, I think. Yeah, it's just like they keep going with with more and more stuff that just just makes it hilarious the whole time. Uh, one of the the big highlights that was probably controversial when they did it is John and Mary. Yeah, like John and Mary run the shop, and they're kind of. As far as the priests are concerned, it's like, hello, father, hello, fathers, and they're like all happy, and then like they're beating the crap out of each other behind the scenes. And it's it's, it's kind of done for, for laughs, but yeah, it, but it, it maybe hasn't aged as well as some of the other parts. I mean, it's it, it wouldn't have been entirely uncommon for unhappy marriages to pretend to be happy in front of someone as important it's, as a priest. It's absolutely because this came out in '95, and it, 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 there's a there's a scene in one of the later episodes in the first season where Ted is like betting on the horses, and he one of the horses is called divorce referendum he's like come on divorce referendum <laughs> which is a thing because as we talked about this before a little bit divorce was illegal in this country at the time we have to have a referendum to, to allow it in and it only passed by like it was 50.2 percent yeah this was super super tight you know so it, it, it very much does make sense i think has it aged as well i don't know but I, I did have the pleasure of talking to Rhino Grady, the, the actress who plays Mary, uh, a couple of years back at a, a event I organised for Father Ted, which will definitely be mentioned in later episodes yeah. in more detail, I think. But I, I she wasn't able to attend the event itself, but I did interview her over the phone and kind of asked her a couple of questions and got her viewpoints and kind of put them to people then. And I th- she kind of said it, it she didn't feel it ever went too far. Um, it was kind of very much... Um, 
something a lot of people could relate to at the time. She said she knew people exactly yeah, like I that. Mean, and I, I think it's fair. It, yeah. it, was, it was played with a lot of hyperbole. Yeah. I mean, like, he he's, like, stabbed in the head, John has, and all of this, you know, like... The feckin' crunchies and the feckin' Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. They, they wouldn't really have had that level of violence, but obviously that it's just played for laughs. Yeah, but I mean, I think as well, it's like, they're able to give it to each other as good... You know, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think I think it's fairly. John certainly looks worse for wear in the second episode. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. Uh, we get a a little nod in from uh, our good pal Bono. There's a yeah. It's like one of the few times that I've ever actually looked through Father Ted into the background very in detail to see what was around. Yeah, and noticed the U two poster overdue yeah. his bed. Which just even the idea that the two of them sleep in the same room is hilarious. Well, I suppose because they're they're priests, they, there's nothing really to it. There's nothing untoward there, yeah. but at the same time, it's still just a funny idea that they're both there and Dougal's always talking to him before they go to bed. And I love the Dougal's wearing the, the Italian nineties Irish yeah, yeah, jersey, yeah, yeah, which jersey. is just a very that's such a great kind of thing of its time because yeah. it's such a just an Irish image almost this is yeah, brilliant trying to say his prayer and he can't even do the sign of the cross where he gets confused about which direction yeah, yeah. to go yeah Dougal is not a great priest there's a there's a great bit in the later episode where he's he has to give the last rites to someone and um then there's a nun with him and he said, like, wouldn't you like to do what yourself? Says, well, you really should, you should do father. All right. And he goes to Latin father and he's like, oh, right. And Totus Tyus and he starts aiming players off the Italian football team. <laughs> Alberto <laughs> Close enough. Close <laughs> enough. Uh, we also get the appearance of Pat Short. Honorary Limerick man. Uh, oh, yes. He was involved in the seminal uh, Irish uh, comedy series, The Unbelievables, along with John Kenny. The two of them do appear in, in this, the show multiple times. There are a lot of other Irish comedians, um, in a lot of these episodes that did go on to do other things but oh yeah he was one of the yeah. greats of Irish comedy really. this is but this was like his introduction to a British audience in a, in a, a very much and I think just this character Tom is just great oh, yeah, the, the great. I shot your t-shirt this whole how you better <laughs> yeah there, like there are Irish people like that who are like larger than life very loud people yeah who were just let's say Local characters, we say. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the, that. Like we 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 use the kind of term. Uh, we'd say Tom would be a you know he's a he's a real character, a local character. Definitely, every town has one. <laughs> I, know, I think this first episode definitely has one of the, the the best visual gags in the show, where Father Ted is hiding behind the curtain to talk on the phone. Yeah, and then Dougal oh. sees him hiding behind it because he's outside. Uh, and he comes up holding the, the statue of Virgin Mary, Mary <laughs> and Ted turns around and goes, Holy Mary, Mother of God, and faints. It's just brilliant. Just everything about that is perfect because that's what a lot of, of older Irish people say when there's something shocking and it's just done perfect comedic effect. Well, I love it. I love it when Ted kind of goes, I thought it was herself. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> there, there was a thing in Ireland that I were there, people were convinced there were statues. You know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the Blessed Virgin, is obviously this is the Catholic country revered quite a lot. There's like grottos and statues of her all across the the country. Like there's even like in some housing estates, there's just this like grotto to Mary. Like and she, it's just like a statue of her, like in a little blue box almost. And there's flowers all around her and big crosses and people like leave stuff out and keep it maintained. So there was a thing about the time where people thought there were these statues of Mary moving. Yeah. So like they, my mother said, oh yeah, we used to go out like to the this, this like rural place where there's this big statue in a hill, and he's like, oh no, I saw her move yesterday, and everyone was down there's like looking, and I was like, yeah. oh she'll move, she'll move. <laughs> so I, I think it's it's very much of its time, but it, it it was spot on. Yeah, and then we get Funland itself, which is, I mean, too real in some senses too. Yeah, that I wouldn't say it's exactly spot on because it's. Obviously exaggerated quite a lot, but there are a t- there were I suppose when we were kids at least times when there were Funland type places that were just kind of thrown together. Yeah, with not a lot of in kind of county fairs or town yeah. fairs. It, it it's very much reminds me of that. I love like they had the the freak pointing, um, and then like when Ted and Jack get caught up on this bench, it just gets lifted. Yeah, into the, the, air. the crane of death because someone died on it the previous year. And they have the tunnel of goats as well. Yeah, which is the great. kid gets caught in the tunnel, and then the goat gets caught, and then the nurse gets caught. Yeah, uh, there's a there's actually the the voice that's doing the the announcing at the fun fair is actually Arthur Matthews, one of the yeah. producers. Yeah. And a little little tidbit still, I don't know oh. if you if you noted this. Uh, no, no, no. In the uh, Father Ted was originally a, a a stage kind of 
comedy thing that the two of them came up with and Arthur Matthews originally played Ted now it's a completely different character from this and it's it's you can't really find many things about the early thing but it was they completely kind of rewrote it when they got a TV series out of it but the voice he uses on the announcing thing is actually him doing the Father Ted impression that he originally used to do on stage oh, right. so the, the original Father Ted is actually the announcer on this and it's kind of they said it was a nice little continuity thing where the last thing you hear in the episode is the original Father Ted is almost like a handing over thing that's nice. So I thought that was going to go weren't noticing. So the last thing I, I, I'd like to point out is that the tarot scene I thought was great. Yeah. Where it's like, that's not supposed to happen. There's, there's not, only one in the deck. There's only supposed to be one in the deck. It's like she's, they have Ted pulling out tarot cards and he pulls out death and she's like, that's not a bad thing, you know, it, it can mean change yeah. or something like that. And then he pulls out a second one and it's like, still not a bad thing, you know, we'll just see the third card now will reveal on and it's another death. And it's just so stupid and so brilliantly done. It, it's just very, because I remember down in Kilgeeves, I, I talk about a fair bit here, that little town down in West Ireland, West Clare we always go to every summer. They used to have like um, a market every Sunday or Saturday, I can't remember, in like the town square. And for a couple of years, they had like this fortune telling Mystic Meg. And she yeah. literally would come down in like a caravan on the back of a car and you'd go in there and do that. My mother never allowed me because like, oh, you can't do that. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's against God. And um, it just reminded me so much of that. It's I'm pretty sure it's a piss take of that. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. uh, I did think of one more thing from this, which just it really hasn't aged well. And I don't think it would have even at the time. And it's when Father Jack is uh, dreaming of his past when he was taking over in a classroom. Oh, at the girls. Volleyball day. Yeah, that's that. And he. That's not good. <laughs> like, it must have been a hard watch at the time. And it, I know the one thing I, I would like to talk about in a second is actually some of the backlash that I've heard of from Father Ted. Yeah. Uh, but that just one scene was like, look, we've we found out a lot about what priests did in the past. Uh, to young girls and young boys, and it's very bad. Yeah, and this is and this, like, this was this this is this is when this was starting to come out in Ireland. It's worth yeah. saying it was about the early to mid nineties that the full extent of what the church yeah. did for I many decades. Just, if, came if, if there was one thing to cut out of the entire series, that's probably it. I disagree. There's I think there's worse things in the series that could have that haven't aged. Well, as at well, least in, but, in those two episodes. Yeah, yeah, because it just it it's tough to watch knowing that it actually happened. Um, there was an interesting thing another to go back to this Father Ted event I organised a couple of years back um, I think we'll definitely talk about this separately in another episode because it's, it's, it's a good story <laughs> but I, I had another one of the actors over uh, Ben Keaton who plays Father Austin Purcell in a, he's in a later episode um, I'll, I'll talk about him in a, when we get to the second episode actually because it's um, he's a direct contrast to Father Stone actually but I remember we were talking about his experiences on the, the series and everything else and someone stuck up behind the audience and asked him a question like, did he ever when he was doing this and they were all playing priests did he ever think uh, at the time um, that all the scandals and stuff were coming out that it ever kind of factor into their performance and stuff yeah. and what Ben kind of said was that they weren't doing the dark side of the church it was always the kind of happy happy-go-lucky kind of side of things and the priests are portrayed as like ted is as a, like a slightly dodgy financial character jack is like a lecherous drunk dougal is just a happy-go-lucky fool in a sense but they never really kind of touch on that dark side of things and it was one of the points that ben made in the series went on a bit longer he felt they would have to it would have had to been addressed i oh, think definitely it is touched on in another episode maybe not the best choice of words there but it is alluded to in another episode um with Father Fintan Stack, Brendan Grace's character. I think we're we'll probably end up reviewing a few more episodes so we'll talk about yeah, it. That's, probably, like the, that's probably the episode to do it, but it's not really addressed too much in the season series, and I think that's a conscious decision. Certainly by the second season, it was a conscious decision, I think. But I don't think it detracts from the, the show as a result of that. Yeah. But... As I was saying, the, there was a lot of backlash to Father Ted from oh, yeah. my research. Just it was seen as anti-religious and mm. kind of shameful, and, and painting Ireland in a bad light, which is funny considering how much Irish people love it now. And I mean, it's beloved all over the world. Like, yeah, it is. I was watching a bit of a documentary about uh, the making of and stuff, and they went back to the Father Ted house, small far away. Is it? Yeah, that's, a, uh, that's a, it's a great documentary. Yeah, I'd recommend and, it and like <laughs> there were Australians who would come to see the Father Ted house, like Australians. Pretty far away, and they just somehow love Father Ted. 
yeah, but I think it. I don't think this portrays Ireland as a, a negative at all. I no, think I, I think mean, it, it's very much a thing of its time. But I yeah, think you have to be able to make fun of yourself in that sense. But, but you see, I think I don't think it's an accurate portrayal of Ireland in the sense it gets exaggerated in places, of course. But I think it satirizes Irish culture perfectly at the time, particularly around our relationship with Catholicism and the church. Yeah, I, I think it sums it up quite well. Right. So we'll get on to the second episode, which is entertaining Father Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh. Another great episode, of course, uh, as we are completely biased. To <laughs> uh, this is Arthur Matthews, uh, one of the writer's favourite episodes of the entire show, actually. Yeah. He, he, he based it off, the character of Father Stone is very boring, was based off a friend of a friend, apparently. So it, it, I don't know if they were priests, although Arthur Matthews' uncle was a priest. So he said he grew up with a load of priests in the house and he based a lot of them off characters in the show. Yeah, so Father Stone is basically the, uh, the most boring priest in the world. Yeah, it, 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 it's something I, when I talked about... Um, Father Austin Brussel, who's in a later uh, character, is in a later episode. Um, he was the direct contrast to Father Stone because they're both boring in two different ways. Where Father Stone just is in dead silence, where Father Purcell is boring just because he rambles inanely for hours on end. Yeah. So it, it's it's a kind of two ends of the spectrum in terms of what makes someone boring. So I, I but I think this is great. Uh, Michael Redmond is the actor who plays yeah, he Father do Stone. Much else that I could find. He's done a few bits and bobs. He's 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 kind of known he's a comedian. He was a very early stand up comedian in Ireland in the eighties and he you know, he he did a bunch of different things. He was involved with um earlier stuff that Glinahan and Matthews did. Um yeah, I think he was involved with the Joshua Trio, which was a comedian, a comedic group they had back in the eighties. And he he was he did work with Dermot Morgan before. They had a, a relationship like from, yeah. from working. Yeah. He was in a Dermot Morgan released this comedy song called "Thanks Very Much, Mr. Eastwood," which was about um, Barry Watson's at Barry Ward. I think he was a Northern Ireland boxer. The the what was he called the Cyclone from Clo- the Clonus Cyclone or something like that he won like a big boxing. Right. He won like a big boxing. Uh, title in, in the late 80s and he, he was famous like this like oh did you think Mr. Eastwood my manager and all that and he did this song playing as in Michael Redmond is playing Mr. Eastwood I think in the, the video so it, it, it was a nice yeah. little thing uh, one thing I did notice in this episode and I don't think it was in the previous one it, which is sort of uh, costume design the, is he wearing a, a Gashka pin? Um, he, I think it is like a silver circle on his oh, oh, oh that's a, 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 a Fania Orr is what you mean? All right, I thought no. it looked very similar, at least to the the Gashka pin. What I, I, was... I think that it, it's either I, just to clarify that is that we have the the, the Gael in the Gaelic league. I think they, they from what I are speaking Irish, and if you have like one of these gold rings upon you or in Irish, it just means that you speak fluent Irish. There's like three different levels, like you know, bronze is like you speak a little bit silver. We'd probably both be silver, I'd say. No. Okay, I'd be silver anyway. I think Stu wouldn't be if you have like you know reasonable conversation Irish, and then gold would be um, fluent. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but that's a, it's a nice little kind of thing there. And there's, I I do love this episode uh, quite a lot. It's got some great bits in it. Just with when Ted goes into the bath and Father Stone just is oh yeah just stands like there. It's just and it's then it sits down the, in the toilet. It's just so brilliant. It, it, it's almost like out of something like uh, Michelin Web. It's just that, that so awful awkwardness. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like, I'm taking a bath. It's like, I just needed to use the bathroom. Like, okay, go ahead. Do you think he's about to take a piss? And, and he just sits, sits down. down. Is it, oh, it's God. just perfect. I like the the way that old Irish houses were laid out, where like the toilet is right next to the bathtub. And like, and there's only one, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. The, like, wouldn't have more than one toilet. I mean, what are we? Rich. Arthur two sheds Jackson here. <laughs> um, it's Not like, living in Dublin. I, I just love that. But there's just some great bits and even just the scene where like it's oh he'll definitely be gone my birthday party and it's just all yeah, it just sitting there. To... And it's just him like wearing the hat and then Dougal trying to escape. It's just yeah. perfectly done. Um, I, I, I do love it but uh, I you know even like the bit where Ted goes like out to the hallway to, to have a cigarette because I suppose it's the other thing as well like he there's a lot more smoking in this because, of course, it's the 90s in Ireland. Yeah, of course. You can still smoke inside anywhere. Uh, and he wasn't a smoker, but he played it yeah. quite well. He'd, and also, I also just love Dougal because he has hands in one and he's, Dougal is just like chewing. He doesn't know how to smoke. Yeah, it's, it's just quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you always see like, people like that in the smoking area in some pubs like trying to do that. So yeah, that yeah, it reminded yeah. me of one of our friends in particular. Oh. <laughs> chewing the butt off it. Chewing the butt off it. But um, it's wonderful. And then, obviously, they they go golfing in a storm and after Ted has wished or prayed for 
uh, God to get rid of him. Yeah, and like he gets uh, Father Stone gets hit by lightning, and it's ju- oh, it's just hilarious. It's like I mean, pretty the- good use of whatever CG or whatever they had back then to to make the lightning effect. Yeah, I, I think as well as Michael Stone's acting ability to just literally stand still, like holding up the golf club and yeah. not being able to move. Well, I mean, in the in the documentary, he was like, well, I wasn't much of an actor, so this was kind of perfect for me. Yeah. <laughs> All he had to do was sit there, <laughs> blank-faced, which was perfect. He was very much a deadpan comedian. I've seen some of his work, and he's very much just like kind of telling stories, and he's, let, he's letting the audience react, yeah. and he's not reacting to it, really. But then, like, he gets hit by the, the lighting when they're playing golf in the rain, which, you know, is probably an Irish thing as well, because... It is. If, if you want to golf in this country... You're probably going to have to do it in the rain. Yeah, but like misfortune happening at a golf course, too. I mean, that wouldn't happen today. No, would it? Imagine some kind of big fiasco caused by go- golfing. No, you wouldn't want that to, wouldn't happen you wouldn't at all. You wouldn't want to have to, to resign now over it. Ah, no, you wouldn't at all. I mean, there's certainly no one would be irresponsible enough to go golfing in a large group during a massive pandemic, would they, Stu? Not one Not bit. one bit. Satire. Satire. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, yeah, it's like you, you, you came for Father Ted, you stayed for biting Irish political <laughs> satire. <laughs> Like this, this turned into like a, a like a right wing talking talk radio so quick you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he, Father Stone gets hit by the lightning, and uh, he's basically frozen in that stance. And then, of mm. course, Dougal is like, he's like a trophy. <laughs> he is actually like a trophy. <laughs> standing with the golf club up in the air. I, I just love Duke. Like when they go to the hospital, and they're like Jack comes in, and he's like, oh, I think he's after drinking Harpic, which is like drain cleaner. Yeah, yeah, because they'd ran out of drink from the party. Uh, what I what I love is as well is just like, oh, they're probably taking him in for some tests, Dougal. Uh, he goes, oh, they won't get many answers out of him when, when he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like all all of Dougal's lines yeah, here are gold. Like, like, like every every joke that they make is furthering the characterization. One of my favourite lines from the entire show is, the entire series, is just when um, Dougal's asking, uh, Ted is like, oh, does Bob's don't have family? He goes, oh, his parents are still alive anyway, and he has a brother over in America. He's a doctor. He goes, oh, isn't it funny, you know, the, the favourite son would go off to become a doctor, and the other son would uh, just be sent off to the priesthood. And then there's like a, a pause, and Dougal goes, your brother's a doctor, Ted. Yeah. It's Love that. Perfect. Love just- that. Like that's like the one thing that they do really well is setting something up earlier in the episode, yeah, and then having it pay off. It's just excellent at the end or later on, or actually multiple times. I think the pre the previous episode, which I forgot to mention, is uh, Father Jack destroys the telly, yeah, and then Dougal pretends that he has the the screen because he has the the yeah. Oh, now the, the box, Morris, Father yeah. Dougal McGuire. Yeah, he has the box in front of him, just the the, the front face yeah. of it, and he's talking into it. And Jack's like, why is that gobshite on telly? And then at the end, of course, Dougal gets interviewed instead of Ted. And then he's on it again. And like, he talks he's about back the, on the telly. It's like he talks about the, the spider baby. Yeah, and, and not like, believing in God. It, it has the the head of a spider and the body of a spider, but the mind of a, of baby. a baby. Oh, I just love that. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we get some good stuff. Then we get introduced to Father Stone's parents. And his, and his nanny. Yeah. And he's not a young man in this, by the way. He has oh, grey hair. Yeah. Which I, I just love that. But just because it's kind of an Irish thing in a sense where it's just like, oh, and here are my parents. It's like, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, just the, the, the guy who plays the father does it so perfectly. So Irish. What, what an Irish person would be like, oh, isn't it terrible, father? Well, terrible isn't strong enough a word, father. Hey, would it be better if he was dead? And it's just like, that's exactly what they're like. And he's like, I'm off for a drink. Will you join me, father? No, I don't think. Fair enough. I, 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 I just love that because the father, just, he's just very apologetic. He's like, I'm so sorry caused, after causing you all this trouble. Look at you, you bastard. Look what you're doing to your mother. Just so. Yeah, absolutely uh, brilliant. And then the grandmother, and she's like giving him the evil eye. I know what you're up to. I know what you're up to. And just... Ted, Ted's kind of I, reaction it's like, just like older women older are closer, women are closer yeah. to God than we are uh, they don't need the operator anymore they've got the direct line which is very true it's like oh, yeah, of course oh, it's just the, brilliant like you know my own grandmother which we've been going to church as, as long as she could like it was up until she couldn't leave the house because of her legs yeah and even then like the priest would come down and the nuns would come down to see her and stuff just like jeez they know they know more about this thing I, than we'll ever hear about I, I remember like before this pandemic happened obviously and we you know my I know my I think my two grandmothers would always meet each other 
going to mass every day at half nine in the morning and there would be like two of them um like two my nana would go with her sister and my other nana would meet her other two sisters there yeah. so it was just like you know these five and the thing is it was it's a social thing for them yeah, especially have a for great people thing. that age it was a very social occasion i remember like my nana said my one of my grand aunts passed away during the pandemic not because of covid but you know but the, we, we couldn't all we weren't allowed to go to the church yeah because it was very limited so we we had to you know sit outside our house while the hearse passed us which is yeah quite an interesting experience i'll say it's weird but we won't go into that um and it was just the only thing. It's like, oh, I have, last time I saw her was when we were all in mass together. And it's, yeah, it, it's, it's it, it is, it is, but it's a very, I think that kind of encapsulizes a lot about kind of these deeply religious Irish nanas. I think it is a very fair characterization. And I, I think that is just spot on. And thinking about the mother as well, she's all like, oh, he thought that the world of you, you know, you know and she takes yeah. out the, the picture of him as like, you know, Ted is yeah, like, painted, as with yeah, the yeah, halo as like a saint. And what I love as well is that picture is actually in the background of all subsequent episodes. Excellent. If you, it's, it's on the fireplace. So clearly Ted did have a little soft spot in his Yeah, I mean, like, obviously he wakes back up, then Father Stone does uh, after Ted praise to God and says I'll do whatever you know he can come and stay yep. however long he likes and uh, the the final scene is actually quite sweet where it's they're just, sitting there bored yeah but like the very last moment it's just father son smiling yeah you see it's him just, just not even smiling just like that tiniest bit of a smirk yeah. and it's just like oh that's perfect that's so so sweet because you just like you've spent the whole episode seeing him as this really boring person who doesn't like who just doesn't want anything he doesn't want to go for a walk he doesn't want a cup of tea and no, fine, Ted, no, fine, yeah, Ted hates him. And like the thing is, there are people like that who will go to your house. They'll, they'll kind of almost uninvitedly come over. Yeah, and then they'll just stay for hours. And you're just like, well, you know, uh, I do have uh, a couple of things to do. And they're like, oh yeah, no worries. Sure, I'll just stay here while you you, you do yeah. those. And it's like, just get the hell out of here. It's, you know? it's just because you don't want to be rude. <laughs> I I love as well in, in the other when Ted is trying to get rid of him so he, he can tell Father Jack the Father's Stone he knows Jack is not going to have a good reaction. Yeah. That he just goes, well, I, is this that we're going to go on holidays? I'll just stay here and mind the house, you know. And he yeah. goes, well, there's a fire. It's like, will he leave? It's like, oh, he will leave. It's like, well, if there's a fire, I suppose I'll have to, you know. It's yeah. Just so it's just there are people who just won't leave. Like, if you're like at a, a house party at the end of the night, there's the one person who's like, no, no, I'm still drinking. The party, the party is still going. <laughs> it's just like, fuck off and go home, for God's sake. <laughs> but like, the, like, once again, like, that is an actual Irish attitude. And like, I'm sure it happens in other places as well. But it's just really encapsulated here with this person, and it's just like just. But then you realize that he really liked Ted and Dougal. It's very. It is very. It, it, there is kind of a certain sweetness to these episodes as well. There is kind of a genuine you feel for some of the characters because yeah. you 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 kind of relate to some of them, and you, they're, they're, you relate to them, and so oh, it reminds me of this person, and you know I can relate to saying I had a, a younger priest in our in my in our school growing up who was exactly like Dougal in a sense and you know you, you just kind of get that kind of vibes so you relate them to people you know and it just kind of yeah, works like, so it, it's just very sweet you kind get, of invested in them you see a lot of younger priests being kind of like Dougal and not in like a disparaging way but just that uh obviously they're they go to the priesthood rather than and the seminary in that and don't mature in the same way that everyone else does they have a very strict upbringing there, and they kind of go a completely different path. And so you can see why they have that kind of I, I young, young quality to them still when they're older than most people would still have it. Well, I think I, I, I mean, I'd, I, I'd like to talk more detail about the characters in general in another episode, maybe. But yeah, what I, 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 part I, two where we do the next two episodes, and yeah, people enjoy it. Um, I think Dougal's interesting because like he's 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 a, he's our age. Like in the show, he's I think he's said to be like he's twenty seven. Oh yeah. Um, oh god, we're getting old. We're getting old. Yeah. <laughs> but I, as well as the thing as well, he he reveals in the other episode that both his parents have you know passed away, and that's quite a young age to, yeah. to have it. And you kind of, I've I remember talking to one of my friends who was really into the show and knew like everything encyclopedically about it, and he was like, "Do you think Dougal is the way he is as kind of a coping mechanism because he lost his parents so young?" Potentially, yeah, potentially, and, yes. Like it was this interesting, sad way of looking at it. It was this interesting kind of way of like, is he kind of slightly detached from reality because he cho- chooses to? Because his reality is actually quite upsetting to him. That you know, he had this theory that Dougal's parents both passed away when he was you know studying to be a priest at seminary. He never got a chance to say goodbye to them and grieve for them properly. Potentially. And maybe he was kind of sent there as like you know being the other son kind of a thing too. No, it was always like, oh, the church, you know, it's always good to give a son to the church was the whole... Yeah, the whole bringing it attitude. down, Rob, yep. bringing it down. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much all I have, unless you have anything... 
Um, Despairing, uh, I think, if you... It was mentioned, if you want to see a documentary about how the whole series is made, it's called Small Far Away. Um, The the two writers um, kind of travel back to the location and talk a lot about They have a lot of the cast, surviving cast on it. Definitely watch the the whole show first. Yeah, do, do. I, I, I think watch all of the episodes. I think they're fantastic. It is a perfect example of Irish culture I think and it's just hilarious as well oh yeah fantastic I don't think we really mentioned it but I think it's going to be two crocs of gold uh, absolutely the, oh absolutely the height of gold like the, <laughs> double gold yeah whatever <laughs> platinum whatever comes after gold <laughs> like just perfect episodes uh, so if you have your own ratings or reviews uh, for these episodes send them in to us if you want to play us out the rest of the way Rob yeah sure um I, I really enjoyed today's episode i, I think it, i think it's fair to say but uh we will be doing uh next time the film evelyn yes which is starring frank kelly and uh pierce brosnan is in it as well Ooh. um but if you have any reviews you'd like to give of you know father ted or any other feedback we'd be very happy to hear you uh you can find us on twitter at blarney pod or you can email us at talking at gmail.com um and do tell a friend as well it, it, tell as many people as you can even your enemies as we've discussed Hundreds, before thousands of people yeah it, just if you have if a, you like it you know just go to an irish pub near you and tell them all but they wouldn't be open to well, we don't know where they are they could be somewhere that's clear it's new zealand or something new zealand yeah so that's fine but um tell as many people as you want and please give us any feedback if you like we do read all of it and we really appreciate it so it's goodbye for me see you next week take care